Welcome to the Mayor's Podcast. I'm Councillor Jude Deakin, the Mayor of Chelmsford, and this is my first podcast. I'm here in the Mayor's Parlour at Civic Centre. I particularly wanted to talk about a number of the things that we've been able to do during coronavirus, obviously a lot of our things have been online, but we have also been able to make some personal engagements, which has been really lovely. So over this past month, we've been able to um, launch a new company, uh, which was really exciting, and we've been to two nurseries, which was Apple Bay and the YMCA, which was lovely to see all the little children really enjoying themselves. We took part in the handover of a glass panel, which was very kindly donated to the museum by Rivermead Rotary. And it's a beautiful pane of glass above the door of the Hive uh, Cafe. And it's a thank you to all the key workers for the work that they've done through our coronavirus. And we were really, really pleased to receive that on behalf of the museum. I've also been giving out probably hundreds of badges and letters to thank volunteers from the CBS, so Chelsea Voluntary Services. And um, I'm very happy to say that we've got Tom and Sally here today to talk about that. I spoke to them earlier and here's what they have to say. And today I'm joined by Sally Med and Tom Gudgeon from the Centre for Supporting Voluntary Action also known as the Chelmsford CVS. As I said earlier on, the Deputy Mayor and myself have been giving out a lot of badges and thank you letters to many, many volunteers. And I've got Tom and Sally here to talk a bit about it today. Tom, so what are the volunteers doing or what have they done to be awarded these badges? Well, so to preface it a little bit, Uh, When lockdown initially commenced, the local community response was pretty immediate. Mm. It was very quick um, and it sort of showed that sort of um, immediate community sort of feeling and focus. So we had lots of volunteers come forward, particularly to uh, a partnership that us at Chelmsford CVS and Chelmsford City Council formed to sort of create the Chelmsford Community Hub and Helpline. But also we had over 30 new groups, new very localised groups that were formed that we were just absolutely overwhelmed by. I think... Were these streets or or neighbourhoods? So they were a a mixture of, yeah, a mixture of all of those. So it was, yeah, streets, neighbourhoods, sort of villages. Yeah, ranging in size from sort of 10 people down a cul-de-sac to, well, in Danbury they had nearly 200 volunteers. Yeah, so I did really quite. I went to Danbury and they had amazing organisation. And of course, they're carrying on now, which is really yeah. lovely. That's important, isn't it? Yeah, oh, massively, massively important. And I think so. What what the volunteers were doing were well, it sort of ranged from everything. So, people were making scrubs for health and care workers. They were making face coverings. They were doing food shops for people. They were collecting prescriptions for people. Um, they were, you know, just doing some something as simple as 
having a chat with somebody on the phone, just checking in, make yeah. sure that they're doing okay. Because mm. as everybody knows, the lockdown was not a enjoyable experience. And for a lot of people who live on their own, who are elderly, who were potentially shielding, they then, you know, spent three, four months didn't, not even going outside, talk anyone, not talking they? to anybody. Yeah. So having volunteers, just giving them a call, mm. made such a massive, massive difference. Um, people, volunteers were delivering hot meals. Uh, <laughs> so not just, you know, doing a food shop, but actually mm. delivering hot meals to people. And again, those people who were shielding, who really needed it the most. People were posting letters, they were doing door, socially distanced doorstop checks to you know, make sure everything's okay at home and all that sort of stuff. And yeah, I mean, the list probably goes on. It sounds all encompassing, yeah. doesn't it? And really anything that could be done was, was being, being done. done. Yeah, yeah, and as I say, it was just that overwhelming community spirit that just sort of came out and it meant that you know everybody was looked after yeah which is brilliant. i know a number of the councillors definitely volunteered yes, and were doing yeah, yeah. deliveries and all the rest of it yeah um, they did. I, I was on the meds i, I did make <laughs> pickups yeah i was absolutely fine yeah, yeah so i mean in addition to identifying all these groups that were springing up um we also had our own uh, cohort of volunteers we had yeah. nearly 200 people sign up directly with us yeah, wow. which was wonderful and yes many councillors and council workers were among them so when people could call our helpline we would put them in touch with a volunteer, either one of our own, or immediately link them up with a neighbourhood group that was very local to them. Yeah, yeah. And the beauty of that is, as you said, with Danbury, mm. it's carrying on. So yeah. there's been relationships that have been formed that will be, well, that will long last, outlast. And, and that organisation really stops duplication, doesn't it? By linking people up, it means you've not got several organisations in one little area all trying to do the same thing mm. if, they're, if they're talking to each other then you know it, it, it spreads the love so to speak absolutely and the funny thing is a lot of these things were happening already on an yeah. informal basis yeah. and the people doing them didn't even recognize them as volunteering it was just being kind to your neighbor but there's a real energy behind it that mm. came out during lockdown and that was really inspiring to see yes it was lovely yeah. and people started talking to each other again yeah. and meeting their neighbours and no, talking to their neighbours for the first time you know exactly and, and I think that like just saying it again but it really really brought out that sort of community spirit again because yeah. it like over the past few years probably 10-15 years you know that community spirit does seem to have sort of disappeared Dwindled slightly it. yeah it doesn't it, it hasn't really been in the forefront you know everybody lives busy lives social media all that sort of stuff but actually this lockdown sort of force that community spirit to come back and flourish and yeah. it really did like, like Sally was saying these groups that have formed are now groups that will probably continue to exist for a long time but also those volunteers now probably don't necessarily see themselves as volunteers but you know they're just doing it's a shop for part of a social yeah, group exactly. it, it yeah. to, to a certain yeah, extent yeah. I would and say and I think that's just been the power of it isn't it it's yeah. just incredible yeah so one of the things we wanted to do as well as thanking them for their 
efforts was to actually highlight them as well and celebrate them, which is where the badges and the certificates and yeah. our little reward programme came in. Massively so. And, you know, we are eternally grateful for you for going out and seeing <laughs> so many volunteers and giving out so many badges and I what think, have you. I, I think we had something in the region of about 500 to give out. Yes. Yeah. And, and certainly I know I'm, I'm about halfway through, I yep. believe. <laughs> so we still, still got more to go. More. Yep. So if you're listening to this and you wonder why you volunteered and haven't had a badge, it's just I haven't got to you yet but, <laughs> but we'll get there we're, we're keeping going on that one but uh, yeah so that's been that's been really lovely and yeah. people have been so appreciative of the fact that they've had a letter of recognition yeah. and you know the badge is not very big but they've worn mm, it with pride and they're quite happy and it isn't you know people you can see that they're really you know appreciative of, of, of what's um of what's been done and happy to continue exactly which is the important thing so sally now uh, you know how can they continue are there other things that that they can help with there absolutely are there always are but um as you said continuing is the most important mm. thing we still very much need volunteers to come forward for our hub for their local group which might they, they might find on whatsapp or facebook or just by talking to their neighbors we are potentially heading into new restrictions, yes, which does um, increase the need for more efforts, but also increases people's concern and fear. So we've already seen an uptick in calls to our helpline from people who are worried okay. and who don't know what they can do, and they need des- they need someone kind to talk to and potentially some practical help as well. But on top of that, we're also, of course, heading into winter, yes. which is difficult at the best of times, and this year is going to be extremely so. Mm. So we still very much need volunteers to come forward to our hub and helpline, please. Um, do all the lovely yeah. things Tom just mentioned. Do you want to give the helpline a telephone <laughs> So they can contact me at the volunteer centre by calling 01245 250731 or they can contact directly at the centre. Um, another thing that we do throughout the winter is something we've done for a few years previously already, which is assist people after they've been discharged from hospital. Right. So um, it's not just elderly people, it's anyone vulnerable anyone? Mm-hmm. who is um, facing practical or emotional obstacles to being discharged safely. Um, it might simply be that the fridge is empty, um, the house is in the same dark, cold state it was when they called the ambulance, the bins haven't been emptied, or they're just a bit worried about being on their own. They've come from, you know, a busy, bustling hospital ward with people to talk to, and suddenly they are alone and in the midst of lockdown. So um, that's another reason we'd really like volunteers to join the hub, so we can continue to support them and um, expedite discharge from Broomfield Hospital, which isn't a pleasant place to be at best. No, no offence to them, but, <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> you've got, got like, right obviously now. you're like an umbrella organisation for mm. so many charities, local charities that are doing lots of really, really good things. And I'm mm. aware that certainly through talking to, to uh, friends and colleagues that um, obviously we've had fantastic results from people, you know, volunteering, but many of the volunteers that are part of those original, if you like, charities. Um, for shielding or they've got to the point where they feel that you know they've had to stop because of lockdown 
and really they don't have the motivation to carry on they're feeling you know I'm a little bit older it's time for me to stop and you know let someone younger take over sort of thing in in terms of you know helping that particular charity in whatever it is so there must be gaps for all of the charities that that you know they're certainly facing a great deal of challenges Mm. as you say um majority of funders do tend to be of retirement age and many do fall into vulnerable categories so many had to step away from their volunteering from lockdown and haven't been able to come back charities themselves have had to adjust their entire approach to um, how they operate with volunteers Um, many have moved their roles online some haven't been successful in doing so But, um, yeah, as you say, we work with over 300 member groups and we recruit volunteers for nearly all of them. And there are many that are crying out for volunteers now and especially that. Um, One of the most important things that people can come forward to do right now is probably telephone befriending. Oh, that's nice. And that's easy. Because yeah. you yes. can sit at home and do that. You don't even have to walk out. Exactly. You can fit it into your own routine. Even if you've gone back to work full time, you can still do this in the evenings at the weekends. And even those elderly volunteers who don't feel happy to now go out into the community and do voluntary work within the community, they can still carry on volunteering Absolutely. by picking up the phone. Absolutely, and, and they're reaping the benefits of it as well because yes. they're no longer isolated, they're talking to someone else. That's right. So a few charities that desperately need that are yes. Essex Befriends yes. and AGK, both of whom you can get in touch with by contacting me at the centre and we'll facilitate that process. Yeah, I mean, I have to say from personal experience, volunteering you get so much satisfaction you Mm. don't realize uh, until you've had a go just how rewarding it is and I mean that's a very selfish thing to say in a way because I'm definitely getting something out of it by doing the volunteering Um, it makes me feel good it does and that's a nice feeling for I could go out and I'm feeling happy because I I've done something useful today and that's really nice to do. So oh, it has huge emotional and mental health benefits yeah. and practical ones too. A lot of people are facing um, being out of work right now. We have an yes. increasing number of job seekers, of young people who've perhaps deferred university for the year. Mm. Volunteering is such an excellent way to fill those gaps on your CV, to upskill, to gain confidence, to network. I myself work in charities because I started volunteering for one <laughs> and I found I enjoyed it and yeah. met a few people who directed me in <laughs> to oh, my current role. Yeah, it so, is lovely. It is really lovely. So you want many, many, many more people to get in contact with you. Yes. And obviously we appreciate that many of the volunteers that were working through lockdown have now gone back to work. Mm. So they're finding that they don't have the amount of time that they did previously to volunteer. But as you say, if you're looking at telephone befriending um, or something along those lines, then they can still do that. Absolutely. It's not, you know, we, we, we're not saying you, you, can st- you have to stop. We're saying, please carry on. I think mm-hmm. also something to note is that, you know, volunteering doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, you have to give six hours every single day on exactly the same days every single week it's actually you know it like i was saying earlier you know you can just go and do that food shop for your next door neighbor or you can pick up the phone when you get home from work and have a half an hour chat with somebody and that's all it needs to be it doesn't need to be anything that is so regimented it can just be when you've got the time to give a little something back Mm. so it's much more fluid than perhaps it used to be Mm. simply because there's so many more things that you can do now yeah Yeah, that's lovely yeah 
Thank you. Well, Sally and Tom, thank you so much for coming in to talk to me. I really <laughs> appreciate it. And uh, I, I hope our listeners will um, will pick up some, the phone and give you a call, Sally. Yeah. And you get lots and lots of people responding. That would be wonderful. Thank <laughs> you so much. <laughs> thank yeah, you. Thank you. Thank you. And our thanks go to Tom and Sally and all the staff of CVS for the fantastic work that they do. Now, some of you may already know that I've launched a Christmas card competition this year, and the theme is family. You can enter with a jewellery, or a photograph, or a poem, or all three if you wish. And the closing date for this is the 31st of October. For the terms and conditions and how to enter, go to chelmsford.gov.uk. And I really look forward to seeing all of your entries. If you'd like the Mayor to come and visit you at one of your events, virtually or in person, then you can do so by contacting the Mayor's Office here at Chelmsford City Council at the Civic Centre in Duke Street. You may also know that I have three charities this year and we're finding it very, very difficult to raise funds for those charities. And they are Sanctus, Helping Hands Essex and Mid and North East Essex Mind. And those charities are really struggling to try and get funds in. So if you'd like to make a donation to the Mayor's Charities, please send us a cheque to the Mayor's of Chelmsford's Charities and send that to the Civic Centre to the Mayor's Office. Thank you very much and I hope to be seeing you in our next podcast. Bye for now.